You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Holy moly, good morning, everybody. You know, there are some days that we're that, we don't have that much to talk about, and there are other days where we got a lot going on today is one of those days because we have there, there's earnings okay there's non-earnings headlines there's vaccine news um there there's a lot going on this morning uh, a lot going on we're going to try to cover as much of it as we can cc lagator from options ai is our guest today at 8 35 we're going to talk options ideas into uh, and after earnings reports seeing as how we're in earnings season. So we'll talk Netflix. We'll talk restaurant stocks. We'll talk Novavax. We'll talk United Airlines. We'll try to take questions from our chat at the end of the show. But it is going to be a busy, busy, busy morning. So do us all a favor now. Hit that like button, please, so you don't even got to worry about that. I don't got to ask you again. And um, and uh, let's get Joel on here. And, and Joel, uh, how are we doing this morning? Because we got a, we got a lot going on here. We're in a fast market. Fast market, fast, fast, fast. I'm do- I'm doing pretty good. Uh, S and P futures are doing okay. Uh, we're only down three sticks at uh, forty five oh eight and a quarter. You have crude backing off that all time high, that double top at eighty three. But I didn't call it a double top. Down eighty three cents at eighty one sixty one. Uh, gold back working its way towards eighteen hundred, up thirteen sixty at seventeen eighty four fifty. Silver back over 24. That's up 18.7 cents at 24.07. Bitcoin just hanging out near all time highs, but it's down 320 at 64,340. Ethereum futures, they're going the opposite way. Uh, they're up $54.25 at 38.96. All right. Um, hey, speaking of Bitcoin, um, Fun fact about that Bitcoin ETF from yesterday before we get to the, the, the real stuff today. Um, new ETFs will always launch with some seed capital. So mm-hmm. the BITO ETF from yesterday launched with $20 million already in seed capital. It ended the day with $570 million. It took in $550 million of inflows yesterday. Just an insane first day. Anyway. Wow. Uh, I no kidding. There's a, you're telling me there's some demand for a product like this. Yeah, that's just what I'm a saying. Bet. Just, just a, little, a bet. Just a little bit. Uh, just a little anyway, bit. anyway. Okay, let's talk. We'll start nice with to have a, Nice to have another Bitcoin vehicle to trade, though. I actually like that. 
I'm I'm sure you do. There's going to be another one today. Did you know that? What's, the, what's this one going to be? BTFD. TFD. I got to read all BTFD. BTFD. No, not, really? BTFD. I, I am by the. It's a like, Bitcoin. It's a Bitcoin. BTFD. By the blank. Is that it? Yeah. You have to buy that. That, that is so <laughs> craziest ticker symbol. You see people you post got that all the it, time. Dennis. We cannot say the F on a live show, but I cannot believe they use that ticker. Why not? Symbol. It's a BT Bitcoin FD fund, Bitcoin fund. Yeah, that's what it stands for. They didn't Spencer? think about buy the F dip. That, that's what it stands for. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying. That's anyway. Okay, that's that's awesome. Okay, <laughs> I can't. Dennis is good. Good symbol. So he's going to buy it just because of that. All right, let's talk. Let's talk Netflix here. Uh, earnings were out last night. We, we were doing a stream at, at, as it was going on. Um, I didn't think the numbers were actually that bad. Um, the numbers weren't that bad. It was yeah, the, the, the yeah, the numbers. I didn't think the guidance was that bad either. So I'll give you the numbers here from Netflix. Their earnings per share beat. Their sales beat. They added 4.4 million um, uh, net subscribers in the quarter, which also beat. They guided that they would um, th- that they would add 8.5 million subscribers this quarter, which is actually identical to what they earned in Q4 last year. Um, so again, I didn't think any of that was bad. The stock is obviously down here this morning. Um, here, so my, my take is number is not bad, especially when you remember what one or two quarters ago, they had a terrible, terrible miss where they missed on, on their subscribers horribly. And the stock got crushed on that. Um, we seem to have come out of that for now. Uh, the reasons to be bearish. Uh, RA, the stock just came off this huge move in the last couple of months. Also, also they're 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 still not really growing in the U.S. Right? It's still mostly international growth. They're they're really saturated. They're they're, they're at capacity. It seems like in, in in the United States right now, they're they're not really growing there. They've only added eighty eight thousand subscribers in the U.S. and Canada this year. It, that's 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 peanuts for for a company. The whole like, year. In the U.S. and Canada, yeah, and, and that's the other, and that, that goes also into churn, right? Their, their churn rate is 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 still high, but the good news there is the churn rate is higher on their competitors, so the, right. there's that to think about. But anyway, numbers good, stock reaction good in the first minute, and then not so good after that. But uh, I'll let Joel talk about that. It, it was actually and just a, a whipsaw session Woo-hoo. they did not know what to do with that report so it went up a little bit initially then they hammered it then they took it all the way up to over 660 and then they hammered it again so they, it just chopped around it was by the dip and sell the rip it seemed like a dozen times in that first candle so obviously you can see the wicked wicked candle before it eventually started to find its way and obviously wanted to trade down after, but it could not figure it out. It was a whip. Even me looking, I was like, I don't even know which way to go because if this starts ripping, you know, it may take bang up with it, and then it starts dip, and it's like, well, I don't even know what to do here. I'm just laying off. Joel, thoughts, concerns? Well, you got to throw out the high. You got to throw out that high. I mean, 662 or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, you. I don't want to say never because never is a long time, but 
boy, 663.15 is where they took it up to. I mean, that that's an overshoot. Uh, interesting thing to me is that the overshoot on the downside, 622.52, and you came back down to that area. You came back to that area this morning when you went to 620.81, and this is just setting up perfectly technically here. This is this. Well, I like this is perfect it. technical setups, Joel. Tell me more. Tell me more. 620. It's got to hold 620. And maybe, you know, if it holds 620, good report. We're going back up, testing all time highs. This thing takes, and I don't know if this is just today or, you know, uh, you know, but that, look at that. You got all those lows in the area. I broke out that day. It's the pre market low. You got the daily low for a couple of days. You got to keep an eye on 620. And then I would just go back to, uh, you know, just go back to this, you know, reset. Boom, trading range. There's the all time high. You got to break out above that. So there we go, 620. That's your number. All if you right. lose money when it goes through 620 on the long side, blame Spencer and Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> you lose I'm, money, I'm, it's your own fault on anything because we don't give any recommendations. We only give ideas and we give opinions. You do what you want with those opinions. I'll give you the same thing. I'll say the 620 is important to hold too. Is this a stock that's absolutely loved by the street right now? Yes. Is this a stock that's mm-hmm. had a pretty good run here in the last few weeks? Yep. Is this a stock that's likely to get bought in the dip? Yep. So I'll give you the 620 and, you know, maybe you try it there. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's a tricky market. You know, even just taking it away from Netflix just for a second, like yesterday's action, Joel, there was like half the stocks really getting hit like an Ulta Beauty, just getting absolutely hammered. And then you had other stocks that were just ripping relentlessly, no mercy. So, I mean, it was a very, it was a market that had a lot of separation in it. And I think that continues. So if your stock's in favor, it stays. In, it can stay in favor, obviously. But, I mean, again, it's the market just kind of random. You know, the random walk a little bit in a lot of stocks. Oh, what did what happened to Alta there? Did, uh, I don't know. I never even uh, looked at the headline. 360? I, I mean, I'll give it. Had to be you, a big one, though. Yeah, your Alta traders. Uh, yeah, 355 <laughs> to 360. Uh, that's where the their guidance. Yeah, their oh, guidance. They had guidance yeah. out yesterday morning. Uh, During the show, we didn't catch that. Yeah, no, we did not. Three fifty-five to three sixty, folks. That's that's a must-hold area for Alta. Oh, big drop though. Just ooh, two days removed from an all-time high. Yikes! All right, so Joel gave six twenties as your as your 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 critical number. I concurred on Netflix. Dennis concurred. Um, uh, and something that's also think about with Netflix is this doesn't even factor in. Squid Game, which is supposedly their biggest show ever. Uh, we'll find out more about that in the, uh, next quarter. Also, I don't know if you all care about this, but they did say that they're going to change how they report what their biggest shows are. They're not right now. They 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 they, they report number of accounts watching that have watched a given show for two minutes. They're not going to do that anymore. Now they're going to do just total watch time, total oh. hours watched for a given show. Anyway, um, if, if y'all care about Bring that. back House of Cards. No, do not bring back House of Cards. <laughs> it, it really went downhill when we lost Kevin Spacey, though. Because uh, I, I felt so depressed after the Kevin Spacey issue because I loved Kevin Spacey as an actor, and now we can't see him anymore. I mean, these actors got to keep their personal lives together for the sake of all of us because Kevin Spacey was an awesome actor. And now we'll probably never see him in anything good again. And, so, and House of Cards that last season, Joel, was absolutely terrible. It was so Spacey. bad. It was so. It bad. was the worst thing ever. It was the, <laughs> the one of the best series, and they ended it in the worst possible way. 
They scrambled around trying <laughs> oh, to produce right. something without Kevin Spacey. They, they, so their, hand, their hands were tied. Their hands were tied. Their hands were tied. There wasn't the, okay. Spacey screwed us all. Okay. All right. Let's, let's bring move on. back House of Cards. Okay. Good. <laughs> Biggest loser of the morning right now is Novavax. Dennis was all over this last night. If you're if you're watching him on Twitter. Um, Shout out to Politico. We don't talk about Politico much, but because Politico doesn't really move stocks, but they're moving this stock. They had a whole article. Yeah, they had a whole article out last night about the struggles that Novavax has had as it pertains to uh, actually manufacturing their their COVID vaccine candidate. Um, And it it, it was if you read the article, which I did, it did. There wasn't really anything in there that sounded good. I, I did see that Novavax had a filing out this morning. Uh, an ICC filing basically just confirming their their confidence and in, in, they're in, trying to yeah. obviously yeah. fight back on the Politico article. Yeah, they see the but, stock down thirty three points. Somebody's like, "Say something!" Yep, yep. <laughs> so so basically, the article was like, "Hey, Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson Johnson, AstraZeneca—they've been able to not just get a vaccine developed, but also manufacture it. Novavax has not." Um, and reminder: this is this is. It's not like Novavax has a history of developing vaccines. They hadn't done that before this. Yeah. Also, they're not doing it the same way. They're not using the mRNA technology that like Moderna is. They're, they're doing it like the old-fashioned way, uh, which I guess involves harvesting um, cells from animals or something. Um, but anyway, Novavax is your biggest loser. It's down 20% in the pre-market session alone. You just um, think about, you know, what Moderna has done. And, you know, we've talked about the separation, you know, probably three or four months ago between Novavax and Moderna because they got the vaccine out, you know, and they're doing so many things. The Novavax can't figure it out. I mean, they were both had the same lead time, really. You know, it was Novavax when we first heard about COVID back in April or May, you know, in March we heard about it. But when we're hearing about the vaccines, there's going to be Novavax and Moderna that we're going to come and save the day, you know, BioNTech in there too. And Novavax just never got it together. So, I mean, here we are, you know, the stock's down 21%. I will tell you, Joel, the level of all levels for this stock was last night. I called it out on Twitter too. I said 115. There was an iceberg order there, Joel, at 115 that would not move. They were hitting it. And hitting it and hitting it in that third big purple candle you can see in the top left yeah, chart. Yeah, I see they it. They were hammering the 115. Somebody bought a pile of stock there. They, an iceberg order for those uh, traders who are newer to Yeah, trading. why don't you explain that, Triple? An iceberg order, it usually just shows like 100 shares on the bid, but it's really a lot more. So you're only seeing the tip of the iceberg is where they get the analogy from. So it might be like 10,000 shares to buy. It might be 20,000 shares to buy. It might be 50,000 shares to buy. But they're only showing 100. And then it's continuously trading at that price and not going through it. And that's how you know it's an iceberg order. You don't know how big the iceberg is because you're only seeing the tip of it. But they hit it. They hit it. They hit it. It would not move. And finally, they turned around and started bouncing. And they bounced it from 115 to 135 this morning. Came back down. Retested the same exact area, that 115, Joel. Look at those lows. Not quite to 115. Yeah, right there. But right in that area. So you have major pre-market support. Whether that support's going to hold in the regular session, nobody knows anything. But all we can do is take the information we have and make logical trading decisions. And I say the 115 is a solid level until that buyer's gone. Yeah, that that buyer was looking at your May low of 117.12, and he just figured, hey, I'll just you know go down to uh, to 115 and back up the truck. So you can use that as support. Uh, the the pop up to 135 and change 
uh, that's going to be resistance. If in fact you can rally, I would just be careful again because they they might be done or they might say, "Hey, everyone, think I'm going to be at 115." If if in fact it takes it out, and then they they pull the bed, it goes 114 and a half off, or everyone's scrambling. And then they do the same thing at they come back and Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes um, when a stock's just tanking like that, though, it's it's obviously somebody with big money to be able to buy as many shares as they did. Like, I, I we could go back and look at the tape. but 80, I 160, 170,000 traded on that bracket. 170. Well, that could have been, you know, coming in bracket. some of that volume yeah. on yep. that bracket. But big volume. And I tell you, a lot of stock trade at that 115 level. I mean, I, I use that, you know, it's, it's good, good level. information. You know, when you can, you know, find iceberg orders on earnings reports, those sometimes turn off of them because it's just got to think, you know, basically on an earnings report, it's all wide, you know, and you don't have regular market makers. They're all wide because there's news and they're letting it adjust. So if you have one big player here and one big player here, sometimes the price will just bounce between those two big players. And if you can identify where those big players are simply by reading the tape and looking at your, your time and sales and looking at the quote window, um, you have an edge. And last night, anybody who was buying just off that 115 had a significant edge. Stock's down 126. They're making 11 bucks. So, I mean, there, there's opportunities in tape reading still. You just have to know what you're looking for. I'm just going to say, I'm not going to say anything, ta- you know, no more technicals, but fundamentals, okay? Uh, this company never did actually produce a vaccine, right? I don't know if the company ever has. Second of all, look at the way some of the stocks that are getting treated that came out with vaccines, or like yeah, Merck. Yeah. I mean, so they're, they're hitting stock. the ones that actually have vaccines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look at it's not Pfizer. the greatest environment for vaccine makers. I, I would just say, you know, if you're looking at this, you know, to buy the dip. I mean, I think I did something on this. This company has a history. I think this went real high a long time ago on something. But you know, Moderna's way off. I think. I think the vaccine trade. I mean, these companies are not being rewarded. That one. It was going to have one dozen. So hands off for me. I wouldn't buy this at 100. I want to buy it at 90 or 80, 70, 60, 50, 40, or 30. <laughs> you're, telling me, you're telling me you're not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan of DVAX. All right. Let, let's move on here to the other. One of the other. There's a lot moving today. The, one of the other God. big things getting crushed today that we never talk about on the show is stocks Brink. like brinker right eat take your eat right? restaurant Ooh. stocks which we yeah. we talk about restaurants but we talk about like you know the high flying restaurants you know your shake shack your chipotle we don't, we don't really talk brinker that much this is the owner of chili's by the way if you don't know there, um, there's like mangianos they own like 10 yeah, yeah. different sit down yeah. you know yeah. it's casual dining right exactly exactly um and the reason we don't talk about them is because their stodgy is not very exciting stocks. Well, not so much this morning uh, because Brinker had earnings. Uh, was it last night? It was last night. And they were absolutely brutal. Um, but here, let me get the numbers here for you. Yeah, and, for us. And, and they and, weren't – I don't think they were scheduled, were they? I. You know what? I, I didn't, didn't see them see, on the schedule. I didn't see them either. That doesn't mean they weren't supposed we to. We could have missed I, it. I just did, didn't see I didn't them. notice it either. Um, but, uh, okay. Here's what they said. Um, ba, 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 ba. you know, the revenue actually managed to come in higher, but that's not the point. The point is that their, uh, their margins got crushed. Their earnings was a huge miss on the earnings, uh, yeah. on the, on the adjusted earnings per share. Um, and uh, let me read you directly from the press release here. Um, 
you know, first quarter delivered positive sales, blah, 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 next. But the COVID surge starting in August exacerbated the industry-wide labor and commodity challenges and impacted our margins and bottom line more than we anticipated. This is from the CEO. Uh, we are responding to these COVID headwinds with increased focus on hiring and retention efforts and working with our partners to gain further stabilization of the supply chain environment. Um, we have taken an immediate incremental pricing actions so that you know they're raising costs as, as you would expect. Um, but this is this was an ugly, ugly, ugly report. Yeah. Uh, and it's not unique to Brinker because really the entire restaurant industry is down this morning. Well, it is unique. Brinker is the catalyst. Now every other restaurant, everybody who owns a restaurant stocks like, oh, crap. You know, we didn't consider we're getting hit. And Christian Fromhertz maybe said it best on Twitter last night. They're getting hit from both sides. So we talk about, you know, inflation hedges. This is like the anti-inflation hedge, if you think about it, because one, they have their food costs escalating on them on this side, and then they have their labor costs escalating them on this side if they even can get the labor. And, you know, where do you do? Like I was told this story, I think a couple months ago on the show, a friend of a friend's got a restaurant, said chicken wings, you know, his bag, he gets him by the bag. The price of the bag is doubled over what it was a year ago. And he's like, well, what can I do? I can't double my food prices because I double my food prices, People aren't going to come to my restaurant. So I got to eat it a little bit myself. So the restaurant's got to eat it on, you know, the food cost increases. It can pass on a little bit, but you can't all of a sudden just double your prices. And, you know, you've got labor, obviously labor issues where if you can even get the labor, but people want to be paid more money in an inflationary environment. So restaurants getting hit from both sides here, Brinker International, EAT getting hit from just the south side, Joel, this Jeez, morning, stock yeah. is down 11%. It's one of its biggest moves. This is a stock that doesn't move around a lot. It's one of its biggest moves in a long time. And you know what? It's justifiable. And it's funny, you know, that the market just, you know, is sitting there. And maybe it, it was ahead of it because it has been leaking here for the better part of the year. But and look at that. Growing. I was just going to I was going to look at that. Uh, look at the bottom right chart there. I mean, this is a two-for-one stock split since uh, since March in a in a roaring bull market. I like I said, I never pulled the stock up, but I mean, you're heading log into that report. I yeah. mean, head and shoulders top there. You got the head. You got the two lot. This is. Uh, I'll give you the pre-market low as potential support. Uh, Forty-one seventy sure. is a pre-market low. I see a monthly low at four. You know, if in fact we take that out. A monthly low at 40.66, but this is a multi-month downtrend. Doesn't look like it's going to end this month. I think best case scenario for investors is, you know, you go down, you test that $40 area in the next couple days and you hold it, put a few lows in and then mount a rally. But I mean, the street, I mean, they've been selling the daylights out of this thing since March. So tough and now you got a whole nother level of people at 48 bucks scratching their head you know it's like oh if this ever gets back to 48 i'm gonna get out yesterday's low uh yeah 48 was yesterday's low former low of the move is 46.63 you could use that as a minor resistance yeah this is not unique to to these type of casual restaurants though this is the entire this is any restaurant out there over the weekend we tried to go into, we, we tried to go into starbucks just to get quick get a coffee and then go to the store and we were oh for two there's two starbucks near us and they what, were what both, do you mean oh for two tell us they weren't we, open they, they weren't, weren't open, open. We, well one of them i don't even know if it was open what do you mean they're we, not open they're not open there was a line at the drive this is at 9 30 in the morning so like you know there's a line at the drive-thru 
and no one moved for 10 minutes. So we left and we went to another one and they were just out. They were just straight up closed. And this, this is Starbucks. Is, this is because of labor? Yeah. I, I, I would assume so, but Makes I don't know. not want to own Starbucks. This, this, oh, is, man. this is a Saturday morning, you know, at a Starbucks, right? Like that, that's like prime Starbucks time. Right, you're going to have issues, you know, and this inflationary issues is starting to create problems across industries, and you're going to have issues of labor shortages on minimum wage paying jobs. You, yeah, you. And do if your we. business is reliant on minimum wage, your business could have some problems. So, I mean, I look at that and think, mm, no Starbucks for me. Then, I mean, let's take it back to eat. Um, there's a lot of peer plays here. We love talking oh, yeah. sympathy. We talked sympathy in our educational event on Saturday. There is a pile of restaurant stocks. I'm talking like there's like 30 out of them out there, but let's go to the direct peer and that is Darton restaurants. So it would be a direct peer for EA. Lobster. Yeah. Well, and oh, obviously it, Olive Garden, Olive Garden. Like Maggiano's, you know, the, 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 the casual dining. So let's stay away from Wait, fast here, food check for a second. Check this out. I, I want to show you this cool thing. If you don't know how to find like relationships, like Dennis show goes us, off show top us, of his head please. in Benzinga Pro, I just went to the details widget, and you know this is your your details page. I'm on Brinker. Yeah, we we have a peers tab. Awesome. This is every, this is all the restaurants: McDonald's, Starbucks, Chipotle, Yum, Darden, Texas Roadhouse, Wingstop, Wendy's, Papa John's, Shake Shack, Cracker Barrel, Cheesecake Factory, Jack in the Box, Bloomin' Brand, which owns uh, Outback, right? Dave and Buster's, Dine Equity, Denny's, right? Be, they, they're all right here, and they're all going to be down today. Okay, that's an awesome tool right there because, you know, I'm always going around. Okay, I, I kind of have a lot of the names in my head, but you might forget about a few. So it's just great to just get them in front of you and look at what they're doing. And if you look at what they're doing this morning, you can see a very clear pattern. They are all trading lower. So we got DRI going to the direct peer, trading down 2.5%, down $4. These are big moves for restaurant stocks that typically don't move around like this. So you're going to see a lot of stocks get hit here this morning. Um, Chipotle is showing higher, but that was just an odd FINRA print it's actually trading lower but again i'm staying away chipotle is more fast food so i think you're going to see casual dining hit get hit more than fast food that's why you know you look at like a texas roadhouse which is casual dining that's getting hit here this morning um What's obviously that? txrh txrh yep. yeah. yeah um you know you've mentioned cake c-a-k-e that's trained down three and a half percent this morning more casual dining more kind of a direct peer there so Me- think about those ones yeah. those are the ones that are going to hit the most are they going to just bounce right back? Well, that's to be determined, but EAT will be your leader here today. So if EAT starts to show some life, maybe some of these other plays show some life here too. But there's going to be a lot of restaurant stocks that are going to get hit this morning. Somebody asking about Wingstop. Wingstop is actually offered down this morning. So it might get hit a bit. Again, um, is Wingstop fast food? Like Wing, Wingstop, yeah, when you go in there, are those sit-down restaurants? I've never been to one. It's like uh, fast casual, I would call it. Uh, okay, because sometimes they have like wings takeout. If they're if you're a big yeah. takeout thing, it might be different. I'm not sure. No, it, I don't. No, because we're not talking about demand, Dennis. We're talking about input costs, right? We're talking okay. about uh, commodity costs and labor costs, right? I I'd mean, be scared owning any restaurant right now. Uh, restaurant stocks. Yeah, I don't think you. I think there's better places for your money. And you think about the run. Some of these have held up very, very well. Even like you know, like you know some some of the big ones have held up well too. So. But like you were saying, Starbucks. I mean, you know, Starbucks is not far off its 52-week high. It's 10% off its 52-week high. But if you think about where it was a year ago, $70, $113. I mean, if all of a sudden they're having labor shortages. What if they start trouble, closing stores? Well, that's, I, I highly doubt that's – I don't hear that happening. I think it might be a unique to your area maybe, I hope, because I'm not hearing any of that. But, I mean, if, if that is happening, you're way early on that. I can't see – 
you know, closing stores because the demand is there. They don't have a demand problem, which is a yeah. good thing. They don't have a demand problem. What they have is obviously a problem, a labor problem. And I think you're going to see this across different industries that rely on minimum wage. People don't want to work for 12, 14, 15 bucks an hour anymore. They can see the cost of living going up, 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 up. Yeah, exactly. And they're just like, no, it's not worth it to me. So, I mean, there's going to be trouble. Obviously, your teenagers will always be able to work. But, you know, you get your managers, you know, where, you know, it's going to be a little bit trickier. We, so, for some we of these went businesses. Out, we, we went out on Sunday night to, like, a normal-sized restaurant. And, Which one? Uh, uh, Jim, what's it, Jim Brady's? Is that what it's called? Oh, you went to Jim Brady's? Yeah. Normal, the wings? No. Normal-sized restaurant. Um, they had three wait staff, three wait waitresses for the entire restaurant. After, behind, short us, waitresses. Be, be, behind us, there was a party of eight, and they were like, "We're not going to seat you. Like we have the we have the room, but we're not going to because we can't so we can't serve you. We can't wait on a party of the eight. We have three people for the whole restaurant. Like we just can't we can't deal with that right now. Wow. So they, they they turned them away. Like I was wow. like, Holy cow. like three. What people. world are we in? Like for, we're in for this. Like, like... A, you know, it's not a huge restaurant, but it's not tiny. It's like a normal sized restaurant, and. Um, yeah. And anyway, you know maybe maybe uh, lone pigsy and cub is right. Robots will say it. I, I think so. We got to start <laughs> investing in more automation here because we need the robo waitress. <laughs> you know, Bell McDonald's. Think about your order taker. They've got those you know kiosks where you just type in your own order now. So you are seeing automation take away a few of those jobs. I don't know. But so you know, automation is going to have to come and right. save the day on a lot of this stuff because you know what? A lot of these people aren't coming back to these fifteen dollar an hour jobs or twelve dollar an hour. What's minimum wage in like some? What's minimum wage in Michigan? Do we know? Do you know off the top the, of your head? The minimum wage is one is one thing, but well, the, I don't know what the dollar amount is. The actual, I think, it, I think it's like sixteen dollars in Ontario. What is it in Michigan? I'm going to Google. Uh, for this uh, Starbucks, uh, the one on Twelve and North, I've been by it three or four times, Dennis, and the thing is never. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's still it's, it's, it's still nine dollars, and they probably paid up for some real estate. Uh, for you, uh, Starbucks investors, uh, keep an eye on one ten. I mean, this has been yeah, one hundred nine forty one, one hundred eight eighty eight, one hundred eight twenty, one ten. It's not even anywhere near it today. But if it takes out that one ten. I think you got a quick date with a hundred and Costco coffee is fantastic. I don't know why you'd pay five bucks. <laughs> I'd go long Costco coffee, short Starbucks for if you could just do the Costco coffee. My wife likes but... the McDonald's coffee the best. They really it's a good coffee too. They, they, yeah. they seem they seem Could, like they have good. Isn't coffee. that like uh, sacrilegious in Canada to say that Tim Hortons? Uh, I, I know, like a lot of people hate me because I keep saying that you know I hate Tim Hortons food. I think it's the worst food in the world, but it's the smartest business model because even though I hate Tim, I don't drink coffee and I don't like the food, but somehow I still spend money there. I can't figure out how. <laughs> so they're, they're genius marketing and their systems are just awesome. But they're on every corner. It's out of convenience. The kids start chanting donut, and you know you go in there and then you grab something else. And, Oh, yeah. unbelievable! Anyway, yeah. It, anyway, the the minimum wage is nine eighty seven in Michigan, so th- th- that's what it's it is under on ten bucks on paper. But in reality, that. it's more than that because no no one's working for that right now. So people don't want to work for that. Yeah, there was a ad yesterday in the radio. Amazon here is paying twenty two an hour just to start. Uh, great, great for the worker. Um, 
is but, it great for the worker though? Because I mean, even though you're seeing, oh yeah, they're getting paid more money, everything that they're buying is costing them way more money. Yeah, but it's not to the same extent. People, I think just, it's way to the same. I no, think it's no, no. I don't. People complaining about like twenty dollar Big Macs. That's not gonna. No. Oh, I don't think we're going to $20 no. big. I would hope we're not going no, to $20. We not... have a $20 Big Macs. We got major problems. No, you you you, you, <laughs> you major increase problems. Big, you increase your Big Macs by a nickel. Do you ha- do, do you know how much more that, that a nickel is enough to cover? Well, I don't know if that's true. It, okay. If I compare Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A sandwich used to be about 6 6 something a combo. Yeah, it's up it to nine something. Right. Oh, fine. There fine. is, there is. Fine, fine. 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 I, I, I will give you that. I'll give you that. It's bigger than you think in the food in the fast food. I, I, I'll give you. It's not a nickel, but it's also not going to be something that. We're, you know, I don't think they're going to twenty dollar Big Macs. I don't think they're going okay. to ten dollar Big Macs. But can they go to five dollar Big Macs? What's a Big Mac right now? I don't even know what a Big Mac is. No one knows what a Big Mac costs. I think they're like I think they're like three ninety nine, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay, I have no idea. I don't. Eat, I don't eat at McDonald's very often. My kids do, but I never. I try not to even order food. There okay, fine. The chat's all over me for this thing. Ivan says he just paid four dollars for a large fries at McDonald's. So okay, fine. You're jacking four dollars for a large fry. Oh, Once is a Big Mac's four ninety eight now. Is that That's... right? Five bucks. Remember, we used to get like nine nine cent Big Macs, Joel, and you'd see how many you could eat. Remember that, like twenty. I, years ago? I used to get free. You know, they used to do that promotion. If you could say two old beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and a sesame bun. What? If you could say that without messing it up within like five seconds, you would get a free Big Mac. That was an I old. That was an old promotion. Probably only Easy Mike probably remembers that. Gotta, one, bring, but, gotta bring that back. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Hey, let's talk about some some other trade ideas. We right, let's even talk with CC. Yeah, we, we, we didn't get to UAL. Maybe we'll cover that later, but uh, that's okay. Let's bring on CC Lagator from Options AI because he's always got ideas for us around earnings season because he's an options guy and earnings cause volatility. CC, good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? We can hear you. We can see you. How are you doing today? Good. Great. Great. <clears throat> good Good to hear from you. Good to see you. What What have you been uh, uh, looking, well, looking at out there? Well, um. Uh, Obviously, the Netflix earnings last night was very interesting. It was. And it was sort of a classic example. And I think, it, um, you know, I think maybe Dennis was talking earlier about it, just, <clears throat> you know, it going up after hours, it going down, it getting bought, it getting sold. And it's sort of a classic example of, you know, the difficulty of owning options premium into an earnings, you know, like we had that expected move at about 5%. And, you know, I I haven't checked it in a few minutes, but, you know, it was down about 2% earlier, which means, you know, like owning options into an event like that, uh, you know, the options when they open this morning, they're probably going to be down about 30% in implied volatility or something like that. And, You know, what we talk about when we talk about the expected move at Options AI is that's essentially the the um, realization of that implied volatility. It's a way for equity traders and options traders to understand what what that's implying. And and so a 5% move in Netflix that's down only 2%, basically anybody that was short option premium is basically a winner. And anybody that was long option premium was a really, you know, if you were bearish, where if you were, um, you know, owns puts, you're probably right on the edge of, you know, you're fighting for your life with the stock only down 2%. So it's a really good lesson of, you know, why 
you know, you have to be careful going into an earnings event with options and, you know, the various ways. And when I say that, I mean, long options. Now there's plenty of ways where you can position, you know, credit spreads. If you're bullish, you can be, you know, um, short a credit put spread. If you're bearish, you can be short a uh, credit call spread. You know, that protects you against that kind of situation like Netflix. Um, even if you were bearish and you wanted to be long premium, you know, if you had bought the at the money puts and sold a put at the expected move, which was down 5%, you're probably, you know, you might be up a little bit uh, this morning on a trade like that. But if you just bought a straight put in Netflix today, despite getting the direction right, you probably are going to be, you know, fighting for your life on that trade. So that's something where, you know, when we talk about the expected move at Options AI, you know, we that's exactly, Netflix is an exact, um, you know, it can seem like magic sometimes and the stock will move 5% and you're like, that's magic. But really what the best way to think about something like that is that's the break even of options. That's what options have priced. And anytime it moves inside of that, options were overpriced. And then anytime it busts through that expected move, options were underpriced. So you see, it seems like this, the same theme, you know, this isn't a unique to Netflix. This is unique to, it seems like most of earning stocks going into these earnings is that yeah. they have a real struggle to get through those expected moves. And sometimes they turn right on those expected moves too. So like I was just saying, you know, you get, you know, one side and one side. Well, yeah. you know, if you got the big open interest or you've got the expected move, it kind of, you know, tries to cap it over here and, and tries to bottom it over there. Right. Um. Is this just go to tell you again that it's more money being made selling options and buying options? Yeah, well, definitely the math is in your favor going into earnings. Um, you know, you, you're going to get a compression in in an environment like this where, you know, the VIX is in the the mid-teens. Um, you know, you're probably most of these earnings, the, the implied volatility after earnings is going to come in 25, 30 percent. But, you know, in crazy markets where you know, volatility is really pumped. You can see that as much as like options premium can get halved after earnings. And Dennis, what you're talking about is very interesting because, you know, everybody's sort of looking at these options, um, you know, especially institutionally the same way into an earnings event like that. And that buy the dip, sell the rip that you're seeing actually, you know, if people are long, uh, you know, the, a lot of that can be affected by options uh, positioning. And so, you know, especially after hours when the equity markets are thin, you know, somebody sitting there with a book of a lot of gamma selling that, you know, rip and buying that dip is them scalping stock against their, you know, Again, I was just going to say yeah, that if yeah. you're long any of those calls in Netflix yesterday, mm -hmm. you know, let's say you took a flyer. I mean, on where was it trading at 640? Right around there. I mean, you take you, you know, you, you're long up a, a call from 635. I mean, you're, you gotta, not a, you, you sell it, you sell it at six feet. I could, when yeah. I, when I see those kind of moves and stocks like that, I'm just thinking, wow, there are all these sellers at 646.39, the all time high. Now you traded at a premium to that. Mm -hmm. I mean, what about all the people that wanted out at 640? They're like, get, get 10,000 out there, get 20,000 out there, get 50,000 out there. Right. You know, and when the things like 650, they're putting orders in at 645. They're just trying to get done. And then on the downside, you have the same people that that have the put. So a lot of times the stocks, you know, they'll trade like that today. 
but then they'll release after a day or two or even Monday when the options are off the board. So yeah. it's an interesting dynamic. But and um, I think and and I think you know you were mentioning Joe when you were talking about Netflix before, you know, and you were mentioning like six twenty support. You know, a lot of the people are looking at those same levels, right? They're positioning options. You know, some people might be buying puts down at that level because they're long Netflix stock. They're like, all right, that's the point at which, you know, I want protection because if it breaks there, it could be trouble, you know, things like that. And that that provides an opportunity, you know, if you are bullish Netflix and, you know, in, and I'll, I want to share a screen and sort of sure. show yeah. that. Um, so the, oh, there we go. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. So basically, you know, this is a chart. Can you all see me? Yep. All right. So this is an options AI chart in Netflix. And, you know, like what we were talking about earlier with the 620 line, you you know, that's essentially a a level of support. And what we can do is this is actually something cool and new on options AI is you can select like a support and resistance mode and then take you know, the stock down to the 620 level. And basically what this does, and then, you know, you can sort of pick an expiration here, let's say, you know, around 622 or something like that. And this will create some credit put spreads to look at. And so basically what's happening here is, you know, from what Joel was saying is like, you know, I'm a buyer at 620, or at least I'm, you know, I'm thinking that it's going to find support there. You know that this will allow you in the options market to sell a credit put spread down there with a very easy to understand risk reward of you know if as long as netflix doesn't go down below 620 i think i have a 625 in this case but you know that's the risk reward of selling that put spread at that level 
So, you know, that's something we talk about in, you know, with options is that there's more than one way to, you know, to basically position like, and a lot of times it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, I want to be long calls, long puts, and even long, you know, debit call spreads and debit put spreads is you can position saying, I think Netflix won't go beneath 620. Uh, TC, can we look at like an, another one that, okay, like Tesla tonight, for example. That's yeah. A great, great, great one. Yeah. So Tesla, you know, like looking at it right now, we can see that it's price options are pricing about a 4% move. And, you know, with the stock trading 865, that's about 830 and 900 in the stock. Now, the fact that it's lining up with 900 as an expected move is very interesting because, you know, how many people in the equity are looking at 900 in Tesla? Everybody, probably, right? right? And the options market has a way of doing that where, you know, it's now pricing its expected move at 900. And so the way I would look at this as a trader is, you know, if I was bullish in Netflix or in Tesla, I'm sorry, um, you know, I would be looking to position in a way where it's buying something closer, you know, to the money and selling options at 900, right? What are the chances that Netflix rips through or Tesla rips through 900? You know, probably not that great, less than 25% probably. And so in that case, what you're doing is you're, you're basically positioning, and this is a debit call spread, an 865, 900 debit call spread you know, risking about 1300 to make 2200 if, if Tesla goes up to 900. And what you're doing is you're allowing the options market to help you finance being bullish in Tesla and creating a break even much closer to where the stock is trading. You know, if you just went out right and were buying calls, you know, you're you're basically need it to go through 900 to make money. You know, especially based on what we talked about earlier with the collapse in volatility afterwards. And so this gives you a chance. You're selling to all of these people buying 900 calls. They have a very low probability of being right at Tesla going through 900. Now, it may happen. There's like a 25% chance that could happen. But, you know, it's more, um, you know, like hitting doubles than looking for the home run. Is this how you approach most of your trades when you're coming? Are you usually selling options, CC? Or are you yeah, so I would, you know, I think like a really good way to look at options is if you are net flat premium, you know, it, when you're when you're directional, let's say, you know, there's a stock you like and it's it's just gotten beaten up and it's down 10%, you know, buying a, um, a call spread to the upside, you know, paying premium, but... I, you know, I would very rarely just be long a call or long a put, right? You know, I would I would want to take what the market's giving me and turn that into a, at least a debit call spread. As far as like a general strategy, you know, like there's things like um, condors, you know, like selling premium for income. There's if I'm bullish in um, a stock, you know, a credit put spread that's slightly out of the money might be a way, you know, like sort of what we were talking about in Netflix earlier. So I think those are the ways to think about it is that like you're sort of net. When I was a market maker, it was sort of, you know, I think we would lean net short premium, right? Just because it was like... Um, it was, there's nothing worse than being long premium and coming in every morning and having to make up that money in decay, right. right? And it felt like death by a thousand cuts. And what market makers generally do is leaning short premium. 
And, you know, and I think that's a good rule of thumb for retail traders is to at least be as close to flat premium as possible. And what that means is if you have 10 trades out there, you know, make it be, you know, five debit spreads and five credit spreads, be, you know, somewhere around there. And, you know, the, and then you have to look at the probability of profit of all of these trades. So, you know, like I would say the probability of profit of a credit put spread that is um, 85%, like we call that, um, you have to be careful. We call that like picking up pennies off the train tracks, right? Yeah. So if somebody had a portfolio, if I could looked at somebody's 10 options trades and their net probability of profit on all those trades was near 90%, I would be like, you have to be more careful, right? Because if the market goes crazy, you're going to be losing $90 to try to make 10, right? So that's also that probability of profit somewhere in there around that 50% level is probably like a very, you know, like a, a good place to be if you've got, you know, 10 options trades on. Awesome. I love those charts. I, I, you know, it's that's, awesome. That's not how most options information is conveyed. You know, yeah. the, the options chain is is a lot, a lot going yeah. on there. Uh, that's a very visual way of I'm a visual person. So, yeah. So. And the way we look at it is it's trading in context. Right. When you go to that options chain, you, you it's like uh, vertigo. Right. Up is down. Down is up. Right. You don't know, like, where you are in the stock. And like, you know, as you you know, your show is basically looking at charts the whole time, looking right. at support, looking at resistance. How much is this stock going to move? That's how most people think. And that's how people should think in options as well. Quick question for you. Yeah. How, yeah. how do you anticipate volatility crush during earnings? Uh, I'm asking because I'm looking for stocks with a negative 10% volatility crush. Do you have a, a scanner or how, how do you do that? There are a couple of services out there. Like I know for off the top of my head, there's like, oh, rats, there's a bunch there. I would say the general rule of thumb in a market like this is you could look to about 25 or 30% uh, vol crush. Now it's dependent on the stock if somebody, if it's a really uncertain event. But just it's interesting just looking at these Netflix and Tesla expected moves like the fact that Tesla's only 4% means that that is historically much lower volatility than a, a, a normal Tesla earnings event. And um, what, one thing we have with um, Options AI is people can go to the Options AI earnings calendar and it's free to use and you can search any stock you want. And what that will show is the expected move for every stock. Um, and it should be at like tools.optionsai.com and it'll show you the expected move in all of these earnings. And then it will show you what it's done, like the last four earnings, uh, and how much it moved. And that's a pretty useful thing. Like, you know, the past isn't, you know, doesn't say a ton about the present, but you can kind of get a sense sometimes when you look at those, like, you know, you see one outlier that uh, a stock moved 15%, like three quarters ago, but then the other couple of moves have been 4%. Options are kind of tend to balance between that outlier move and then the more common move. And that more common move is more likely to happen again, if that makes sense. So sometimes options can get it wrong because they're still pricing some crazy move that happened three earnings ago. And, and you, it, you can kind of see it on that calendar. It's very interesting. CC Lagator, uh, Twitter handle at options, learn options, AI is his platform cc always a pleasure man thanks a lot. great, great to see you guys again great to see you have a hey, good one CC. Man. okay all right that man that guy knows his his stuff gotta, yeah
he's yeah. one of our best guests like just to break that down you know yeah. i love those it's charts great. I mean, so many people, you know, just coming and taking flyers, want to buy calls, this thing's going to go to the moon. And he's telling you, typically doesn't happen. And those expected moves often do cap it. And I mean, if you're trading at these earnings events, it's good to know those expected moves because, and, and the expected move just for newer traders there, you just add up the calls and the puts if you want to get it quickly. So you look Very at close. Strike, Yeah, you look at the close strike and then you add up the calls and the puts. So like, for instance, on Tesla right now, if you wanted to know, you could go to like the 865 weeklies and just uh, add up the call premium, add up the put premium from the 865s, and you'll get the expected move. Um, there's another website you can use that if you don't want to do all that math. Um... <laughs> there's not a lot of math. It's great to <laughs> addition. I could teach my seven-year-old to do that. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I was gonna, I was gonna show, show people a shortcut, but don't forget it. It's still involved. Or you shortcut, just go to options my, learning. My, 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 my shortcut still involves math anyway, so you know it's my. It's so not you don't like short, math. Not, it's not you don't like math. It's hard to be a trader, though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we got we got ten minutes left. We'll do some take our time. Quick before we do that, though, quick PSA. There are some people asking about BBIG at the top of the show. We're gonna talk sure. to Ted Farnsworth, the CEO of Zash or the co-founder of Zash, today at twelve fifteen p.m. Eastern time on the Power Hour, myself and Aaron Bree. So uh, we're going to clear off the confusion with Ted himself. Excellent. At 12.15 p.m. today. So in three and a half hours from now, yeah. we're going to be talking stock, about- and, and, you know, I've had multiple people sending me Twitter hate here this morning because uh, last night, stock comes out with an SEC filing and tanks. Like, I mean, it goes all the way down. You can bring up the chart, Joel, to like $5.85. You know, I'm looking, people are asking, what's going on with BBIG? And I'm going looking. I look at the SEC filings. In the SEC filings, as the CEO and the CFO resigned. It was also said on multiple news services as well. Everybody's telling me this was a planned event. I don't know anything about that. I'm just telling you why it was getting hit last night. It was getting hit because the algos, we know news algos, don't dig into the details. They just look right there. So it got hit down last night significantly. Um, catchy published an article after that. A lot of people giving the hate on that. Um, but you know, the reason why it was getting hit really hard last night was the way that was in the sec filing. I don't know if it was planned. I don't know if it was, wasn't planned. They're telling me it was planned. Apparently the CEO, and we're going to find out we're having the CFO on the co it, It's, it's a complicated corporate structure, but it's the co-founder of like the, the sister company, the, 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 the they're doing the, a spinoff or something. Yeah. So yeah. I don't a, follow the company closely. I, tweet out lots of news so i tweeted out last night i tweet out lots of you know right away you can see you know stock straight down 25 percent. you're like okay well what's going on there so you, there's an sec filing coinciding when the stock started to fall so you go read the sec filing you see the resignations in there and you can get the reason fairly quickly so whether news algos have misinterpreted this i do not know stock is still trading down 12 percent. i'll limit my comments there though because um, you give an opinion on a stock like this and everybody hates you if you're bearish. Yeah. So I have no, I no opinion on. BBI. Okay. So the, the takeaway there is 12, 15 PM today. Myself we'll find and, out from and the Ted CFO. Farnsworth. Yeah. Well, no, from the co-founder of Zash, which is like the parent company. Um, and so we'll talk about this. Uh, I will say that a lot of people are saying, you know, after Catchy's article, the stock fell on that article, the stock <laughs> fell 25 minutes before that article was published. So the stock fell on the SEC filing. It did not fall on the article that came out 25 minutes later. Stock had already traded down and bottomed well before that article was published. Bravo Mo 1982 is asking about Ulta. We did hit on that earlier in the show briefly. Uh, he's, he's looking for an entry, though, Joel, in ULTA. 
You want to take a look at that? Uh, I mean, this is this is the one day. I mean, this was the first day of the move. I think you got to let things settle. Um, I've been looking at. I mentioned this before. There's a higher price stock. I'm looking at this whole 355 to 360 area as potential support. You're kind of bouncing off, but what you got to think about in stocks like this is that there's still a lot of people sitting on a lot of profits. So or losses uh, from yesterday. Yeah, or losses <laughs> from yeah, our losses from yesterday. So and they did the company just come out and tell you give you bad news yesterday? Yep. Right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So um I'd be careful on that one. Yeah. As far as uh an entry. What? At least let the dust settle for a couple of days. What about United here, UAL? They had the earnings. They were last night. All these airlines are kind of the same to me. Um, the earnings are what they are. They're still not making any money. But, the, but it, they're all in the same exact boat. Uh, we're still not back to where we were before COVID, but we have come a long ways back from where we were last year. They're all saying the same thing. You know what the thing scares me about UAL? Is they're, oh, wait. Yeah, they're no, expanding. They're, yeah. they're like, they're spending money. I mean, they're they're looking... They're looking to expand, so yeah, you know, maybe wait, wait, get wait, business one, back one, to normal. First. One more thing on the maybe the chat or Dennis Joe can help me out. I don't remember any airlines ever specifically giving guidance for how much they're going to pay for fuel. Maybe they do. I don't remember it. UAL did that last night. They actually came out and said we expect oh, nice. we expect in the current quarter, this quarter Q4, we expect to pay two thirty nine a gallon. For our fuel, um, I don't. Is that reasonable? Well, I don't. That's the thing. I don't know. Like, what are you paying for a gallon? No, of no, gas, no, no, Dennis. That's apples and potatoes. Like, I fill my like, car up like once every three weeks. <laughs> what I is it no right idea. now? What is it though in Michigan? I, have I don't no know. No idea. Uh, we're at all time highs in the area. Three eighty four bucks, Spencer. a liter. Yeah, four bucks sounds sounds reasonable. Yeah. Well, how the heck do they get it for two fifty? Because it's a different fuel, Dennis. That's but, completely different, eh? But the but Rocket the point feels different. But the point is, I don't know if that's reasonable for jet fuel. Like, I I have no idea if that's high or low. I don't remember them ever. I don't remember any airlines ever say giving guidance on their fuel costs. Maybe this is a normal thing. Um, I just don't remember them ha- that happening. Anyway, let's let, let's look at the chart for UAL. Yeah. Ah, uh, man, it it had that big run up. It's lost half of the move. I mean, you had to spike up, a spike down. I would just figure this level right here, and if it could get back above forty seven seventy five forty eight and hold, then you have an expectation for it going back up to this fifty two dollar area. If not. You got some work to do on the downside. Uh, important level to keep an eye on. 46.10 was your low uh, back on the 23rd. And 46.08 is your low uh, from yesterday. So 46 to 48. Let's see which way it decides to go. Yeah. Everyone's saying that, you know, because they buy in bulk, they're getting locked into a certain price. Maybe, maybe that's true. I, But I just don't remember seeing that as a line item before. Maybe they do. I just maybe I don't look at the releases enough on the airlines maybe that is normal i just didn't i i, I didn't see it so let's move on here uh martin just dropped a couple of tickers in there uh coinbase and verizon verizon also had earnings they were this morning i believe during the show and let's look at the numbers eps beat sales missed guidance for the fiscal year coming in well, a little bit light well, uh, I know it's in line. Well, they they gave it. It's in line. They're in line with their EPS guidance. Their uh, uh, 
they, they beat on their EPS for the last quarter. Their sales for the last quarter came in a little bit light. And uh, what's the stock doing? It's all I can't. Uh, I can't hate a stock more than Verizon. Just my opinion. Um, you're getting a nice pop. It's a nice two dollar pop from where it was four days ago. It's giving half of the losses back. I don't even care what the report looks like. I just think it's not the kind of stock I want to own in this inflationary environment. So no low growth company where you're in it for a 4.8% dividend, I pass. So just my opinion, but I don't like Verizon at all. Uh, 53.20 is your pre-market high. That right around your October 11th high at 53.20 is the pre-market high, 53.29. That's a sell zone for now. If it can somehow bust through that area and keep going, you got some more room on the upside. But the fact that the pre-market high and that daily high um, coincide, uh, that's a good level. And then uh, just real quick, I'm going to hop off here. But uh, like every day, um, people are signing up for pre-market info on MarketFi. And that's not a product. What you guys want to do is sign up for premarketprep.com. That's the site, premarketprepplus. So go, you can go to the site. That's where I do the 9 to 9.30 show. So if you're listening to this and you've signed up for that MarketFi product, that, that's not a product. It doesn't exist. It doesn't go anywhere. So instead, uh, go to premarketprep.com. So I'm going to hop over there and cover some symbols. Uh, Spencer, I'll talk to you later on. Uh, one more thing I want to hit on before we wrap it up for, uh, is, is Facebook. Dennis, did, did you see the Facebook news? Changing their name? What is the, this? The Facebook's pulling a Google is what they're doing. Oh, why? They're, they're pulling a Google. They, they, you remember how in 2015 Google was yeah. like, no, we're, we're not we're just a search alphabet. engine. We're, we're, we're more than a search engine. We are we're a phone company. We're an operating system. We're doing some crazy futuristic stuff uh we're going to change our name to alphabet um facebook is doing the exact same thing they want to be known not just for facebook.com they want to be known for the metaverse and for all the other things so they're going to change their name um we should all we should start a pool as to what the name change will be and whether or not why didn't they say didn't they say there wasn't didn't they say the name I thought I saw it. No, no, they didn't. No, no, I did. I saw it go by this morning. No, you didn't. What? No, you didn't. Facebook did name you? change. I did. They did. They haven't announced it, did they? I thought they. No, stop. I saw something going by. Oh no! Just saying. Okay, sorry. They're just saying they're going to change the name. Yeah. Well, why are say. they going to change the name? Are because they changing the... the name of the platform or just changing no, the name of the company? No, the company. So it doesn't mean anything, but. I mean, I don't. Why do these companies, these good companies, want to change their name? Because they want to be known for more than just what they're known for, right? So Google didn't want to be their alphabet, but everybody calls them Google. They still have the Google. Nobody calls Google. Nobody calls Google alphabet, even though I type it in, it says it's alphabet. Somebody says, "Oh, what's alphabet doing?" I don't even know what they're talking about. (laughs) It's Google. It'll always be called Facebook. Uh, You're right. Stop changing their names, people. Just I hate change. I'm one of those anti-change people. I think so. I don't like a new change. All right, some chat's got some good ones here. Um, Give me, Zuck- I'll do two ticker symbols. I gotta go. Zuckerverse. You want to look at Coin Coinbase? Yeah, holy. Zuckerverse. What a Metaberg, move in Coinbase. Facebook. Uh, Coinbase right. might be. This is an incredible move, and I mean, if you're buying it now, you're in total chase mode, and we know chasing has not worked in this environment, but it has worked in this stock for the last three or four days. I don't know where it reverses. You get back down to that two eighty. I would be a buyer at 280. I'm not going to be a buyer at 306. So I like the stock. I just don't like the move. I need a dip to buy. Next. How, how, real fast, how do you feel about the Bitcoin futures ETF being a topping event? 
No. No, I don't think so. You know why? Because we've okay. been climbing up slowly, and you're getting more people interested. I actually don't think it's going to be a topping. Event. Okay, we, we the Saturday do... Night Live was a topping event. The Bitcoin right. ETF is something that you know obviously we... been talked about for a while. And we're not fully at a full ETF yet. Um, I'm still long Bitcoin. I'm still long Ethereum. I'm still long Hive blockchain from our friend Frank Holmes. Those are my three Bitcoin positions. We can't go a day without talking about Alibaba. So let's talk about Alibaba. What's it's doing? just, What's you know, we talked today? about three days ago. I was basing to break out. It did. I think we talked about it, you know, and obviously I had a couple more days of basing and now it has broken out. Um, Alibaba has bottomed and obviously hindsight capital 2020. We actually called it on that saying the 140 was a nice setup. I wish I would have bought more. I did not. I still have my long position. I think on pullbacks, you're looking to get into these stocks. I think the China stocks have bottomed here as well. I mean, we've had a wicked rally in the FXI. I can't come in buying at 40 points higher than it was 10 trading sessions ago, so I'm not chasing it. Um, I'd be waiting for a dip. It would have been good three or four days ago when we talked about it on the show saying this is consolidation and this could go again. We're right on that call. And obviously, um, stock's up almost 10 bucks from where we talked about just a couple days ago. Yeah, pretty crazy. So now it's gone. Hindsight. Thanks, John. John saying I call it. Thanks, John. Hindsight 2020. Uh, few people in the chat bust my drops no i'm not gonna buy kweb again i'm i what <laughs> enough i mean i there are other places for my money than than this just yeah and i'm not i'm not heavily invested in china we know that i have a little yeah. bit of alibaba and i've you know on pullbacks here when i get a little more exposure to china maybe it's still a lot of unknowns there though okay that's talking long-term hat all right, Dennis, you also starting today will be able to trade uh, WeWork. That's back conversion is happening. So, what's uh, simple going to be on that? It's going to be WE, WE. It's not live yet. Well, that's an easy uh, simple. No, right that's, in, no, it's not on. Well, it's not on WE or the, the SPAC conversion is happening today. So, it's B, oh, okay. what is it? It's like B O W X, I think. I think it's B O W X for today. Yeah, BOX is still trading as for today. BOX, but it's going to become WE. Today, okay. so um, I'm sure they'll talk cool. about more on Spax tonight. So you'll have that to trade, which is which is always fun. Okay. All right, Dennis, have a good day, sir. We'll catch you tomorrow. Um, just a couple of quick notes before I, I hop off here, and then they're going to do live trading as 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 we do every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, on the earnings calendar for tonight, we've got Tesla. We talked about that. We've got IBM. We've got Las Vegas Sands. Those are probably the big three from my calendar here: Tesla, Las Vegas Sands, IBM. Yeah, those are kind of the three that interest me. So uh, we're going to be watching those today. Didn't hit on all the stocks. Didn't hit on Biogen. Didn't hit on Abbott Labs. Um, that was the break. So uh, real quick, programming note for today. we got a lot going on on the interviews front. So we're going to do live trading uh, until 11. SPAC's attack will start, or until 10.30. SPAC's attack will start at 11. Uh, they have two interviews today on SPAC's attack. Um, and, we've, and from there... We're going right to back-to-back interviews on Power Hour, which is where the 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 Ted Farnsworth interview will be. Uh, it'll all be on this channel. Each video will redirect to the next one. Um, so we got four interviews in like a hour span on the channel today. We've got uh, Ahmed uh, Fatou. He's the chairman and CEO of uh, Interprivate, and Andre Cherney. If you don't know uh, Aspiration, uh, that's it's one of these neo banks. If you don't know what a neo bank is, it's basically there's an entire class of new startups out there that are basically startup banks. And their whole deal is that they don't charge fees and they're really consumer friendly. There's there's probably about a dozen or so in the US and aspirations going public via SPAC and they're probably the third or fourth largest uh, neobank in, in the US. But there's neobanks all over the world and in Europe and 
and and, and uh, Latin America as well, I believe. So uh, that's the first one. And then uh, Matt Higgins from Omnichannel will be on Backstack also at 845 today. So that'll be exciting. OCA is, is the ticker there. Um, so we got a lot going on today. How are we doing on the like front? We are – oh, Elite Trading. I almost forgot. I'm sorry. Elite Trading. Jesse Kaler will be on at 1 o'clock with me. And uh, Moon or Bust will follow at 2. Joel and I will be back at 3.30. And we're going to do the same thing we did yesterday for earnings. We're just going to hang out after the close. Um, after 4 o'clock, myself and Mitch will, will live stream uh, the Tesla earnings. Tesla's usually out like later on though i think right we're gonna have to figure that out i think tesla usually reports let's look up and they usually report as far as time we can do that in the pro by looking at past um past reports so tesla usually reports earnings oh last quarter they were out of 405 so that's cool um okay so maybe they won't be out sometimes they're out super late but i guess 405 is Reason was so we'll talk about the earnings as they come in after the close today. We'll do that. We'll just kind of hang out, and that'll be our last show of the day. So, all that being said, uh, everyone, please hit that like button. We're at three hundred and eleven. I'd appreciate a little bit more. As a reminder, today's show brought to you by Masterworks. Masterworks.io is your link. It is in the description. It is also pinned to the top of the YouTube chat. It's been there the entirety of today's show. Um, this is an, a platform that's democratizing art. If you want to diversify away from stocks, away from crypto, um, as far as I, I know, Masterworks is the only platform you can invest in art. And um, they're worth a billion dollars. So there's clearly some demand there for, for this asset class. Um, and uh, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty fast-growing company. Maybe we'll have them on the show one of these days. But uh, there, there it is. Link in chat and description. Uh, thanks to CC Lagator for coming on the show today. Thanks to all of you in the chat. Uh, the people that are nice, the people that are mean. Uh, you, you can, you can be mean. I, I, I don't, I don't really mind. They, they mind. I don't, I don't really mind if you're, if you're mean. Just don't be too mean. Um, that's a wrap. And uh, yep, Jesse, elite trading. I'll see you at one o'clock, man, on the chat. If you ever want to come on our show, come on our stream. You have any feedback for us? Email us, guys. Shows at Benzinga.com. I'll put the email on the screen right now. Where's the email? I think I lost it. Whatever. I lost it. Shows at Benzinga.com. Email us. Questions, comments, concerns. And while you're there, check out Benzinga Pro. Pro. Ben- oh, there it is. There it is. Pro. Ben- shows at Benzinga.com. And then uh, Benzinga Pro pro.benzinger.com get a free two-week trial use the code youtube20 to get 20 percent off your subscription but also again the free two-week trial can't trust it enough no credit card no no, no hassle nothing just free two-week trial pro.benzinger.com uh all right live trading will start in about five minutes i'm gonna hop off everyone good luck at the open stay green and uh catch you later Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. 
an easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.